Welcome to the pseudo finale of Boys Peekin', a sub podcast of Guys Being Dudes Radio. I'm your host, Tex Mex. Today, myself and Coach talk about the what should have been the end of Twin Peaks season two. Hello, hello, hello. Well, uh, you want to just uh, jump jump on in? We had uh, our our big uh, two episode uh, finale <laughs> for us. Uh, yeah, it feels like that show should just be over. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Maybe one more episode, but there's a uh, one yeah, like two... episode, but nothing real. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen more episodes in this season. Oof. Yeah. Um so welcome to podcast finale ish of season two, uh, where I think it, it effectively ends until well, honestly, you could probably skip until the last two episodes at this point. But would you uh, before we get into it, um uh, if this is where the story ended, what would you think of Twin Peaks? <laughs> I'd be like, great show. I'd recommend it to everybody that I know would like this kind of show, not everybody. Like, yeah. Flyers would hate this kind of show. Um, yeah, I mean, had this been the actual last episode, I'd be like, eh, I want one more just to tie things up a little bit. But yeah. overall, I think it was very good. It was twists and turns i was not expecting leland to be the killer until a few episodes before this so they hit they hit that really well right in plain sight most because you're not expecting a demon to be inside somebody right right (laughs) um but i like the weirdness i like the mystery i hated the scoobies but everything else is great well that's the problem is that um it's all scoobies for the next uh 10 episodes (laughs) I was I was just scrolling through the uh, Netflix list. There's an episode called Black Widow. Yeah. The screen cap is um, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, no. Um, the uh, the woman that goes with the eye patch, Nancy. No, no, no. I know who you're talking about, but yeah. Uh, yeah, an eye patch woman mm-hmm. in a gym class. So. I can yeah. see that's a storyline that I'll I'll enjoy watching. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so before we, we get into it, the the plan for the next episode, whenever it airs, it'll just be our review of as many episodes as we could have binged by. Um. What is that? July, uh, June twenty ninth. Yeah. Next next week. So theoretically, we'll finish the season, and we'll just be talking about the rest of the season. Maybe we won't have. Maybe we'll stream it illegally. Who's to say? Um, after that, I, I think we'll take, never. we'll take like a two episode break probably in the podcast and like explore some other stuff before we circle back for the movie and then figure out how we're going to do season three if we want to do season three. Um, so. Drive with a dead girl. What did you think of this episode before we get into the the pseudo finale (laughs) all right so keep in mind i watched this in prep for last week and then we canceled so trying to think what it it opens 
it opens right with um I think it opens right with the Palmer household. Like the, yeah. the exterior. He, he's sitting some golf balls. Yeah. I've got yeah, the episode up. I just haven't scrolled it ends, it ends with them finding Maddie's corpse in the plastic. Right. Okay. And Yeah. Let me yeah. let me let me let me read you the wiki real quick. James and Donna visit the Palmer house to say goodbye to Maddie, but a jovial Leland tells them she has already left. When he adjusts his tie in the mirror, the face of Bob stares back at him. Jerry revealed uh, to be a disreputable lawyer. Uh, I fucking love that. Yeah, it's so great. Ben insists uh, he was with Catherine the night of Laura's murder, which Jerry realizes is a poor alibi given that Catherine is presumed dead. Having crammed Maddie's corpse into his golf bag, Leland drives around town in an eerily good mood. When Truman informs him that Ben has been arrested, Leland feigns shock, but secretly smiles darkly. Later, he is pulled over by Truman and Cooper for reckless driving and prepares to kill them with a golf club when they all, well, when they almost discover Maddie. Which just wouldn't work. <laughs> yeah, but they are called away at the last minute. Bobby discovers that Leo's hidden tape contains evidence of Ben's involvement in the sawmill fire. Catherine, revealed to have survived and in disguise as Tojimura, delivers a cassette to Ben, blackmailing him by offering to confirm his alibi in exchange for Ghostwood. Leland stashes Maddie's corpse in the woods, where it is later discovered by Truman and Cooper. So, that be that episode. Um, the Ben and Jerry shit is amazing. <laughs> oh, it's phenomenal. Um let me close out a bunch of shit. I just don't need open on my phone. Um, going to my notes. See my... I I don't know if the the titles were necessarily ever like subtle. Um, but like "Drive with a Dead Girl" might be like the least subtle title in all of Twin Peaks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's just a lot of like. It's the it's the weird suspense, like honestly, in these episodes, I think there's not that much, truly, that happens in these episodes. But it's just there's that like that tension of waiting for the other shoe to drop. It, what really makes it like memorable and what sticks out is that you're you're just kind of the tension. You're just waiting for like the shoe to drop. Like when are they going to catch Leland? Is Leland going to kill again? Like it, it's very Hitchcockian. Yeah. Nothing happens, but you're always under tension, which ironically is why this show is good and why Hitchcock movies suck. But <laughs> we won't get into that. Um, right. So, uh, I'll, scene by scene, we open on the Palmer uh, household where Leland is hitting golf balls into an armchair. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a great idea. He's like full swinging that thing. I could easily take a window out. Yeah. Or just start like putting holes in his like, walls <laughs> or fucking fucking have a golf ball bounce back at him anyway don and james show up uh, to say goodbye to maddie uh he he steps away and there's like what a hundred golf balls there <laughs> <laughs> yeah for one who just has that many golf balls i mean i know people do but like jesus yeah um he adjusts his tie we see bob in the mirror again um sarah Palmer seems to not be bothered at all by anything that happened that night. Um, 
like completely forgot it. And we see that he has uh, Maddie in the uh, golf ball bag or the golf bag. Yeah. Just uh, brutal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, we cut to the jail cell. Uh, ben is in prison. Jerry shows up after his hiatus um, uh, and goes in to visit him. Uh, he, a uh, funny quote from him here is uh, the last thing a good defense attorney needs is <laughs> to know is the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I just personally love hey, you've got to find a better lawyer. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that's coming. Um, <laughs> he, he pulls the only thing he pulls out of his briefcase is a pipe. To smoke. Um, I, well, I don't know if he gives him a, a, a Ben a cigar, but because then they're just smoking, and then they have a flashback to Luis, yeah, the babysitter, Ambrosia <laughs> dancing, and I just wrote here dancing for two nerds. Um, it's it's just it's weird, and it goes on for so long. I it's just so out of place in my opinion, but whatever. Um. We're in the Great Northern. Uh, Coops. We're talking about uh, the one-armed man. And he's like, uh, in another time, he would have been revered as a seer or a shaman priest, perhaps. <laughs> now he's a shoe salesman. <laughs> now he's a shoe salesman. Um, Leland is dancing around the with his golf club. Um, Leland uh, is like caught up about everything that's happening and he like walks off to cry and then does his like menacing smile giggle in the corner until Cooper interrupts him and uh, then when Cooper walks away he just starts dancing again um cut back to the prison uh they take Ben's DNA uh while Jerry does a big big like monologue about like you can't do this you can't do this uh and cooper interrupts him by just rattling off every fuck up jerry has had as a lawyer uh, <laughs> it's like, like banned in like five states <laughs> yeah he can't practice in five states three tries to pass the bar and like he was last in his class of like 132 or something um yeah. <laughs> i don't know if you caught this cooper puts a book down the diary down and he's like you know what this is and uh, Jerry gets right in Ben's ear and he says, it's a book. <laughs> <laughs> Ben's like, it's a book. But it's just so, like, a, such a tight, like, whisper. Uh, then, yeah, he, he's like, I strongly suggest you get a better lawyer. <laughs> um, yeah, we cut to Shelly's house. Bobby has the tape. Uh, Leo's making a mess. And I guess Bobby has a plan to get the money from Ben Horn. God knows how, because uh, Bobby only has good plans. We're just gonna ride past that. Um, then we go into the double R uh, storyline. Just we we've got enough to record. I don't think we need to talk about this storyline really. <laughs> the double R stuff. It's, it's not important of this episode, at least. It's 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 so. It's just mundane nonsense, <laughs> which is, it's very important. Um, yeah, Nor- Norma's mom shows up and is critical of her, of her food and, and the double R. And we meet Ernie, who's like a, you know, her, her new husband. He's kind of scummy. And we later learn how scummy he is. Um, and uh, Norma hey, finds he's like. he's trying not to be scummy. He's, trying, he's trying not to be scummy. Uh, yeah, Norma finds his like 
where he's betting on horses or, 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 or basketball or something. I don't know. And he like circled it in a newspaper. <laughs> um, uh, quick cut to the Great Northern where Mike knocks out <laughs> the sheriff, one of his deputies, and jumps out the window, which I was just like, why didn't he just jump out the window? <laughs> I know. He didn't need to actually hit anybody. As soon as the nurse left, like he wouldn't even, you know, cause yeah. the scene. <laughs> yeah. He would have had a couple of seconds to get away. He, he assaulted a man with a shoe. Um, back to the double R. Uh, Good five. Yeah, Hank shows up, tries to make Norma forgive him for being late. And, um, they they agree to have dinner at the Great Northern with Ernie and uh, yeah, since her mother in. Uh, at the sheriff's, we cut to uh, oh Trey yeah, bird watching. watching. <laughs> They're watching a woodpecker, right? I think so. Yeah, since we're a woodpecker. Um, it's like full zoom in, binocular lens, like everything. <laughs> like yeah, oh, yeah. Pete. Pete Pete walks in and is immediately all about it. Uh, Pete kind of tells Truman stuff he already knows about Josie leaving, um, but they do figure out that she was lying about her assistant cousin because obviously, because um, you told Pete one thing and, and Truman another. Um, but they that we don't we have, don't circle back to that for episodes upon episodes. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> They go to find uh, the one-armed man because I think Cooper runs in and say, says he went missing. Um, uh, Andy sees Lucy with the baby, her sister's baby, and passes out. <laughs> How stupid are you? He's, he's a, he thought he didn't have to take showers because he was sterile. Um, yeah, Pete comes... Yeah, Pete sneaks in. So I also wrote this as like, how many people are just allowed to fucking walk into this this sheriff's office? Oh my god, I'm glad you said that. I was thinking the same exact thing. <laughs> like, you can't just go visit someone behind bars in fucking police station. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but Pete Pete comes in to to play the cassette from Catherine in front of Ben to sign over uh Ghost Woods and pretty much everything. Um, and Ben trashes his you know prison cell. Uh, on the road, Leland is singing and just swerving. So that's the thing in this episode is I felt like Leland was like, it. It doesn't. I don't know if it was intentional or unintentional, but it feels like Leland is taking every risk possible to get caught. <laughs> well, he's just trying to brag about it. Um. Yeah. So he's 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 swerving and he he literally almost hits the sheriff and Cooper. Um, oh. Uh-oh, yeah, that's what he says, right? Uh-oh. <laughs> so I don't know if we were just supposed to assume it's it's full Bob at this point, and it, it has been for, like, the last couple days or what, but... Um, I gotta assume it's, like, full Bob since his hair turns white. Yeah, I could see that. So, um, there's a, there's a, like, they're, they're telling him, like, you know, the hell's going on? Oh, yeah, because I think Cooper's also like, Harry, do they teach uh, driver's ed? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, this guy failed. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, I think a golden line from Cooper is it's a good idea to leave your troubles at home when you operate a motor vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> and then instead of giving the man a ticket or you know inspecting well, him, they just let's like, talk about the fucking murder. <laughs> well, they they love to find the 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 one armed man. They get the call from Lucy like we gotta go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, he almost fucking hits Cooper over the back of the head in the middle of the street in broad daylight with a fucking <laughs> iron. Yeah, which- with Truman right there. Like. Yeah. Christ. Um, it, yeah, it's nuts. And uh, he does also ask Cooper if he likes golf, and Cooper says, I enjoy the precision. I enjoy golf's <laughs> precision. Uh, but yeah, they, they run off to find Gerard. Uh, you see Bob in the mirror again. and They they nailed the casting. I, I know we've said it before, but it's just like, just find the most unsettling man ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, back in the police station, Lucy's uh, sister's there and just generally being rude while like interrupting and listening to Andy. Oh fuck, I I, I skipped it. I skipped her tiny little scene with Hawk. Um, oh yeah. At the oh beginning. my god, I forgot about yeah. that. Lucy shows up with her sister. Um, <laughs> you're, you're the Indian, or <laughs> no, no, no. You're you're the native person, which is like that's. I guess that's acceptable. She just says it's so weird. She's like, oh, you're the native person I've heard so much about. Honestly, um, it almost sounds more racist. <laughs> yeah, honestly. And then she's like, uh, I'm sure, like, you should be, like, so angry with white people or something. And Hawk's response is just, some of my best friends are white people. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying. I had to pause it. I was dying so hard. <laughs> I love Hawk, dude. I There's a... There's a I've seen one scene of him from season three and i would love to i just want to watch season three to see that scene in context um because the rlm guys used it for a clip but um lucy's sister yeah generally rude interrupting andy complaining about men being sperm guns um lucy eventually tells her to like go away and uh explains the Andy, well, it's Andy telling her that he could be the father, and then you know that that plot continues to develop. And, and Gwen is Lucy's sister's name, brings the, the baby over to make fun of uh Lucy. The one armed man doesn't detect Bob on um on Ben at all, and then Jerry like stirs keeps yelling like you gotta release him it's been 24 hours so then harry you gotta release him or charges harry charges ben <laughs> Fuck. um so now now ben has officially been charged uh and there's so much evidence against him too <laughs> yeah it's like staggering like it, it's it's short short of cooper being there i don't know if they would have gotten this far but like Ben would be buried under the prison like especially in a small town um so Great Northern uh quick scene Norma Norma's mom the men are at dinner um Hank's kind of out of place drinking a beer he chugs his beer at one point um the women step away and we learn that Ernie was his cellmate or at least a uh in the same prison Pr- as him. Prison mate. He was... Prison mate, yeah. They enjoyed uh, each other's company. Yeah, and that Ernie had stolen from a savings and loan, apparently. 
but he, he he makes it sound like he's trying to go straight for the most part and that he met her at a Republican fundraiser. I don't know if you caught that. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, H- Hank's kind of pushing to extort Ernie, and then uh, we cut to Cooper in his room eating pie with milk. Um, Audrey comes to visit Cooper, and um, she she talks about like her dad and like why he was arrested and that all, all I ever wanted was for him to love me. Um, when I was at one eye Jacks, uh, Oh, Oh. And then this is like awkward. I think this is like, like remnants of them kind of trying to push the Audrey Cooper love story where it's like, she's trying to tell Cooper that she was like, didn't have sex with anybody while she was at the great Northern. Um, and it's it's uncomfortable, and she's like, "I never let anyone." And Cooper's like, "I know." <laughs> <laughs> Again, with the eighteen-year-old loving in this show. Yeah, yeah. Um, but another body is. We learn Cooper learns something over the phone. We learn it's that Maddie's body is found. He immediately he's like, "Audrey, like, go in your room, lock lock yourself away." Blah blah blah. Um, and we see Maddie wrapped up, just like Laura was. And it's the same actress. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that is Drive with a Dead Girl. Uh, anything on that before we jump into the pseudo finale? Uh, Good setup. No, I, I will say again, like you said, a lot of it's not happening this, but I was glad that we were starting to binge at this point because it's like I just want to get to it. Like, tell me what yeah. the fuck's going to happen. Oh, yeah. So. I, I didn't know the name of this episode until right now. It, it was called Arbitrary Law. Um, I'll, I'll, run, I'll run the wiki real quick. Whew. Cooper asked Truman not to report Maddie's death yet, believing he is on the verge of solving the case, revealing that Mrs. Tremont's grandson had said, solitaire" uh, to her, Donna decides to visit Mrs. Tremont with Cooper and Andy. They find a woman claiming to be Mrs. Tremont, despite being decades younger, having no children. Mrs. Tremont, in quotes, gives Donna an envelope containing a page from Laura's diary, revealing, uh, revealing Laura's shared, Laura's shared Cooper's dream of the Red Room. Leland is agitated when he sees Donna wearing uh, Laura's sunglasses and receives a call from Maddie's mother, who reports her missing. Leland poises to attack Donna, but is distracted by Truman, who reports that there has been another murder. Donna realizes with despair that Maddie is dead and tells James, who leaves town on his motorcycle in exile. Uh, Following his instincts, Cooper brings Ben, Leland, Ed, and Major Briggs to the roadhouse. I'm going to correct you there, Wikipedia. He does not bring Major Briggs. Uh, Briggs just shows up. To the roadhouse. Also, he brings Leo. Let's not forget Leo and Bobby. Come on, Wikipedia, um, uh, to the roadhouse. The giant and the waiter appear, and Cooper recalls that Laura whispered in his dream, my father killed me. Cooper and Truman arrest Leland, and Bob taunts them. Bob leaves Leland's body, leaving Leland horrified by his action. Cooper holds Leland as he dies. Truman speculates that Bob has escaped. Okay, so... (laughs) Which is up to interpretation, but yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that is a, a wild summary of, a, of <laughs> yeah that's a real big summary <laughs> um so we, we we open on maddie's dead body 
Um, and then we get a, a long, slow lawman walk <laughs> shot of, um, I think it's it's Cooper, Harry, um, Albert, and Hawk, I think, walking um, toward the yeah. camera for a bit. Yeah. Uh, we cut to, yeah, it's, uh, uh, I think it's Albert, like, like saying what the deal is. He's like, it's the same guy, you know. Uh, I found this white fur. Uh, from and Albert home. just is like, go on whatever vision quest there. <laughs> Climb yeah. on a mountain. <laughs> Stand on the edge of the volcano. Which is um, just like, it blows the, the FBI is just like totally okay with Cooper using fake strategy. <laughs> this is insane. We would never be okay with this shit. <laughs> later we learn magic. Um, also, Hawk tells him kind of inspirational stuff too, right? Isn't that where Hawk is like... Uh, you're already on the path. You don't need to know where it ends. Just stay, like, follow it or whatever. Yeah, um, something like that. Yeah, and it's a 24 hours. Um, we cut to the double R where James gives Donna a ring that she puts on her ring finger. Yeah, it wasn't, I wasn't totally sure. Like, are they saying they're gonna get married? Then again, back then, promise rings were a thing. Yeah. I mean, it's also, like, a wicked small town and people do get married in high school like at a high school so it wouldn't not make sense for them like it makes sense for them to get married but yeah. it's just it's not very clear anyway he gets her ring and um anyway i don't care yeah the, who, who gives a shit um the in the double r norma's mom is complaining about the food and she's like well at least the menus are presentable it's just it's just her being a shitty mom uh it's just not nice especially since everyone in the town seems to love all this food so yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Andy keeps saying the French over and over again, just out loud. And Donna comes over, and that's what entangles them with Cooper for, you know, some reason. Uh, I don't know how Donna hears him say that and is just, and he tells her, like, oh, I, I fucking hate the Scoobies. It's just like, okay, <laughs> this, first, Andy shouldn't be giving out this information, but okay. A man committed suicide and. The phrase he had in his note, you know, was said by one of his neighbor's kids, right? Like, how does that le- how, What is the logical leap where you're like, the police need to know? <laughs> and it's like, of all the times that she goes to police, this is the one that you go to the police? <laughs> yeah, right. When there was an entire, like, fucking diary of evidence, which is, is what this is from. <laughs> um... <laughs> So yeah, they, we wouldn't be in this situation if it wasn't for you. Maddie would be alive. Um, the retirement community uh, cut to uh, there's a lady that isn't the mystery mom we know, the bedridden one. Um, it's this just younger, young, young in air quotes, um, a woman who is just like, yeah, I don't know who you are. Uh, Harold left you this note, and it's a page from Laura's diary, and it's of. Um, it's of her sharing that dream from the third episode with Cooper. Um, and she didn't know who he was. She thought maybe he was Mike. Um, because Bob's only afraid of Mike, she says. And then she, the next one is, the next entry on that page is, tonight's the night I die. <laughs> uh, yeah, if I die, he can't hurt me anymore. And... Yeah, Cooper's like, we had the same dream, and I think Andy said that's not possible or something, and he's like, 
yeah, it's not. <laughs> um, the exact same dream. Yeah. Uh, in the Great Northern, the one-armed man is, like, gonna die? <laughs> just sweating. Yeah, and they're just totally okay with it? Yeah, I, the, the doctor... I, the I doctor's don't know. not, but everyone else is. Uh, he mentions uh, that there's a golden circle of appetite and satisfaction when he was killing with Bob. Like... I get like he's playing like with spirits or whatever, but like there's a man here admitting to, like, doing doing a murder with somebody else. <laughs> hey, yeah, at least he has an alibi. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can't have killed him, Coop. I only have one arm. Um, <laughs> the, he's like, yeah, and he basically tells Cooper that the giant can help you find Bob. Immediately, Cooper goes outside and sees the waiter, who. Um, Repeats his, like, I heard about you, milk's gonna go warm on you or something. Um, and that's where they, they you know, he, he runs in with uh, Harry and them to, to see the fox and look at, like, Horn's blood report and uh, his call records and stuff. And they don't tell us the blood report. We learn it doesn't match. But everything at that point is pointing, pointing toward Horn. Um, Which you can tell Cooper is like, this is way too easy. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, back at the police department, uh, Lucy tells Andy the news that he could, the 50-50 shot, he could be the dad. So, Andy calls Richard Tr- uh, Trumaine, uh while a man is repairing the sprinklers, which is a setup for <laughs> what's going to happen at the end of the episode. <laughs> you don't want him to go off, too. too, too. Yeah. Was, as soon as he said that, I'm like, alright, well, these are going to go off at some point. <laughs> and then Andy drowned. Um, we get <laughs> So this is this is the the scene that set off my like why are they just letting people into this jail? Um, I I put more racist. It's like the town fucking center in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More racist Toji Morrison as Catherine reveals the ruse. Um, Very racist. And she she has him sign the the basically all of his shit away and then just leaves. <laughs> so maybe I'll help you. Yeah, which we learned doesn't fucking matter, but um. Back in the Palmer home, Donna leaves uh, the tape of that, like, super weird recording for Maddie. Um, Then, I don't know if she lights the cigarette, but she pulls the cigarette out at one point. um, And has Laura's glasses on, and it's, like, clearly messing with Leland. Uh, He he was about to kill her. Yeah, he he was about to kill her. He gets the phone call. It turns out it's it's uh, Beth, Maddie's mom, and he's like, "I don't know. I don't. I put her on the bus. Who who's to say who did a murder?" <laughs> um, and then we get Bob in the mirror. Leland puts on his record player and like he's he's getting ready. <laughs> and right then, um, I put here literally saved by the bell doorbell. Uh, Got my murder music on. Got my, got my, here I go killing again. Um, <laughs> Harry comes in and is like, we got to go to the roadhouse. Well, he didn't, I don't know if he says the roadhouse, but he's like, we got to go. Like, Cooper needs you or whatever, right? Um, I think Donna realized she was about to die. Maybe. I, she's very dumb. She was very, like, she, she knew something was off, though. But the, the, she knew something was off, but I think. What what why she was crying in the street and slash the wilderness slash park I have written here is because she put together that I think Maddie's dead. Um 
Well, she put that and, together earlier in the episode, I thought, though. See, that's what I thought, too. But they they hadn't, because remember, Cooper, the, the news hadn't been released. And um, as far as they know, Maddie's alive up until, like, then, where she's in there, where Harry comes in about there's a been another murder and like like yeah like putting all of that together is i think when she learns maddie is dead so then james and donna get a divorce um <laughs> yeah that was very short-lived um uh, i just wrote like james is a soft boy nihilist uh complaining about like no matter what we do everybody just gets hurt i gotta just ride my bike and he's gone in exile so just like why don't you stop being idiots and stop getting the people that you care about hurt yeah, I, the, uh, fuck the scoops. I it's it's so annoying. Anyway, uh, we're in the roadhouse. Uh, Big Ed, he gets Big Ed to show up. This is the only Big Ed we've seen in like three episodes. Um, they clear the center of the room, um, and Cooper's like, I th- I believe the killer is in this room. Uh, the, Leo is brought in by Bobby. The room is full and he, he's like I've used you know bureau guidelines and uh, the Tibetan method and this other thing and luck during this investigation but like we're, we're almost there and uh, uh, this last thing that's going to carry me across the you know the finish line is like for lack of a better word magic <laughs> um, then he's like somebody's missing and Major Briggs walks in with the waiter because he's like, hey, I found this guy on the side of the road, and he said he had to come here. <laughs> um, Again, this does not belong in this show. And then the waiter starts handing out gum. <laughs> <laughs> Which we saw Leland chewing earlier, or in the last episode, chewing gum. Uh, it's also really weird when he's chewing it. And then they have Bob's reflection. Isn't chewing. he like, I haven't chewed this gum since I was a child or something like yeah, that. It's, it's my favorite gum. <laughs> um, and that's where the waiter says, you know, your favorite gum will come back in style, which is what the dwarf character called the dwarf said in the dream, I believe. Um, the Cooper back, you know, 13, 16 episodes ago. So um, we get him finally hearing what Laura said to him, uh, which was, my father killed me, and the giant comes to give him his ring back. Um, he says, we're taking Horn to, to to jail. And he's like, Leland, you should come and be his, his lawyer. And, and uh, it's frantic. And then the uh, people who aren't law enforcement kind of all stand together. And Cooper turns around and gives them and the waiter a thumbs up. <laughs> before he leaves last at the police station um coop immediately pulls harry aside and like whispers in his ear so he plays along that they're gonna you know throw uh ben in there been in the the interrogation room and, and instead they grab leland and, and yeet him in there <laughs> which was you know a clever plan honestly like they would have top could have gotten a lot worse they didn't think of that right off the fly and I wrote here, uh, Leland immediately starts losing his mind. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he just starts throwing himself into the fucking, like, the second. There's not, there's no words that come out of his mouth. There's no, what are you doing? Like, stop. He's, as the second he's in there, 
Bob is in there, he fucking already knows. And he's just like yelling, like not words, and throwing his body against the walls. Um, and just ripping his clothes off and shit. So then uh, I put here, scene broken up by paternity discussion. Uh, <laughs> yeah, super serious thing. Climax of the show, and we're talking about who's the baby daddy. And we, we get a, a, a thing where, like, Dick's cigarette is kind of implied to set off the sprinklers. Even though I think fucking Albert, it cuts to Albert smoking outside the cell they have him in. Um doesn't set off the sprinklers uh cooper breaks it down for the lawman um what everything in his dream he thinks meant where uh you know why he thinks it's leland how he figured it out that kind of stuff and um we did i skip it cooper breaks it yeah so earlier like they like handcuff leland bob and they get him to confess. Uh, when they when they're putting the the cuffs on him, you can see like in the shot reverse shot that like Hawk is just there pointing the revolver at him the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> um, like right right up until they're they're like they're asking him for a confession, and he's just like Bob Leland, pretty much. Yeah, he says, "Yeah, I killed I killed them, and I killed you know." I killed Laura and I killed Maddie. And I will uh, kill again. Oh, he's like, yeah, and, and I'm going to kill. Uh, and when I leave Leland, I, uh, you know, um, I think he says he's going to pull that rip cord or something like he implies he's going to kill Leland, too, which he does. He gives that big speech where he does. First, he does the poem, right? The fire walk with me. Yeah. And then he does a new one. That he ends with saying, yelling, I will kill again. And the sprinklers go off. They can't get into the room for a few seconds. So I, it's just implied that he slams Leland's head into the wall over and over again until Leland dies. <laughs> yeah, which is just brutal. Um, so. Yeah, and that, we find out that like he's been possessed by Bob pretty much his whole life. Yeah. They were trying to get... Laura. Oh, Laura. And so, so that's the thing, too. Is he, he says Bob, but then he also takes the time later to say they. Like, they, they, they. Um, yeah, he begs for forgiveness, Laura's forgiveness. Um, there is a he came inside me. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, when he was inside me, I didn't know, and when he went away, I couldn't remember. Uh, Laura wouldn't let Bob in and then he uses they a lot like they wanted Laura um they they it, it's it, there's clearly a distinction between Bob and they so I don't know if this they is is Mike and Bob at the time or if he's just That's like what I was thinking but there's a ungendering Bob stuff. right where Bob is like this this thing not a, a him or her it is they right um so Cooper, uh, I, I think it's a very good scene. It it's wild, but like the whole show is. But Cooper, Cooper effectively like leads Leland to the light. To the light, yeah. Um, where Leland sees Laura, and then he dies. Um, afterward, we get a scene of um, the lawman, uh, kind of all trying to 
you know, decompress <laughs> more or less. But <laughs> Pretty put heavy day, man. <laughs> put the other one happened, and and like Truman, Truman is basically like I've you know, the the woods are crazy, but this is definitely like the craziest thing I've ever seen. And Coop, Coop's response is like, "Is it any easier to believe a man would rape and murder his own daughter?" <laughs> <laughs> is that like cooper tact of just going right to it and like briggs briggs is there um and it's just like uh kind of is like does it matter um whether or not bob was real and, and i think cooper's like yeah because <laughs> <It does. laughs> he's still out there yeah, uh, right, right. And Harry, after that, they're like, Harry's like, you know, I think Bob got away. If if Bob is an evil spirit or whatever, I think Bob got away. And Albert refers to Bob as the maybe, maybe Bob isn't real. Maybe he, or he is real, but maybe Bob is just the evil that men do. He, and we get, he, he was the friend you made along the way. Bob, Bob is the, the real Bob is the, the, the friends we made along the way is basically what Albert says. And uh, then we get Bob POV of um an owl bob turning into an owl so i really quick i don't think cooper ever solved that the owls aren't what they seem part oh yeah i just realized that that went now i was was gonna ask you what the fuck does the owl mean now i get it i think i think it's it's that bob they are like connected to the owls or use the owls to, you know, live in, transport themselves in when they're not in a person. That's that's what I guess. That's my guess. But my, my point is that the other two, I think, have a very clear question, like, you know, solution that Cooper clearly figures out. And I, I, I don't think Coop's like ever puts together that or like we're ever given like a definitive answer on what that is. I'm sure somewhere on a, Twin Peaks forum, somebody can say I'm wrong, but like I, I, as many times as I've watched the show, the four times I've watched it now, I don't distinctly remember Cooper solving that at any point. But the giant still just gives him back the ring. Yeah, I know. Like we've seen owls multiple times at this point. Yeah. But he never really, I, I agree. I don't think he ever solved it because I've been waiting for them to solve that. And now I get it. Like that makes a lot of sense. The symbolism at the end there is no longer symbolism to me. It's just he turned into a fucking owl. Yeah, he's he's a fucking owl. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 wild. But uh, what do you what do you think? What do you think of uh, uh the conclusion of the main story of Twin Peaks? I'm glad I watched it. Now that I know that what else has to happen, it's got to be Scooby stuff, and they've got to probably wrap up some investigation stuff at that point. So it's just like, do I really want to watch Nadine? It's Nadine, right? Be a yeah, teenager Nadine. as an adult? <laughs> She's a cheerleader at one point. Um, there's a tryst. You, you got to watch it. It's the best part. Um, uh, I, I want to watch it for comedy's sake more than anything. But It, it's, it really, some of the, the storylines, anything with james and the scoops and then they don't know they just don't know what to do like you'll see like it's slowly gonna come down we don't know who shot coop yet um i thought we figured that out last 
episode. Nope. Huh. Yeah. about that. I mean, we talked about it, but we don't know who did it. I think you've thrown some guesses out there, but I don't think the show is, has revealed it. Um, there's he- Heather Graham still has to show up. Um, Heather Graham? Yeah. Yeah. Um, somebody blows something up. Like we, we, there, there's more show. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I really enjoy the show. Watching anything after this part of it though is brutal. Um, until it's not, but it's just, it's such a slog. I'm sure that there's like a list somewhere of like here's all the episodes you could just skip, or like here's the time codes. Uh, <laughs> But I'm gonna. I mean, I'm gonna try to watch as, as all the way through uh, season two. Hopefully by by next week. Um, and I'm just gonna do like real tight bullets on everything. Uh, Works for me. M- mostly trying to talk about the last episode. But I mean, how did season one? I think we really liked. Right now, as the story stands. It is a it's a two out of two for me. Like it is, it's it's an easy recommend as long as you're letting the person, as long as it's somebody who knows like what it is, right? Like, yeah. And I don't even think they need to know everything, everything so much as like, hey, it's a weird show. Like, <laughs> and when I say weird, I'm not like, I'm not like over. Uh, <laughs> weird might be underselling it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it's if also, you're not used to this kind of stuff, get ready for it. It's also very funny in some parts. It's scary in some parts. Like it's you know it, it, it it's a it's a you know schlock filled soap opera in some parts. It's uh, it's a genre mashup. It is soap opera, suspense, thriller, mystery. Yeah, there's, there's something for everybody. The whole family can enjoy this show. <laughs> Wincest, am I right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, there, there's some slight incest in this. That's kind of like glossed over is the fact that that happened. Yeah, well, it's the focus of the movie, apparently. Um, really? Well, the the movie's a, a sequel, prequel. It's mostly a prequel, and it focuses on like Laura and exploring Laura, the character. Um, like that i want to say it's like a week before her death or something and there's a whole section that's other stuff but it's like a lot of like just like her being at home with uh leland and sarah and stuff and like also like all the fucked up shit she was doing and you know they my understanding is is fire walk with me they don't shy away from some of the stuff that a another movie would (laughs) (laughs) well well, David Lynch has never been particularly known for his tact, so. All right. It's the it's the witching hour. Anything you want to go out on? Um, I don't know. Probably, you know, I had my last day of school, my first year. Woo. Uh, so that was fun. Now I'm pretty much spending my time remodeling the new house. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Freaking rips up. Ripping some paint off the wall, it, 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 it's rough. I might have to redo the entire wall. I'm not happy about it. We'll see. Um, but anyways, like at the end of the year, end of the school year, we are just kind of bored. You know, we weren't really doing anything. There were no finals this year because of COVID reasons. So just like kids are just bored. We weren't doing anything. I wasn't going to make them do anything. Yeah, why would you? 
it's just stupid. Um, so I was like thinking, well, I bring some uh, board games in, and we can enjoy playing some board games as a class. And one kid brought in this game, Stratego. You got to be kidding me! I've never heard of this game. I've I've never seen it before in my life. And so he he brought it out. He challenged me to a game, and it was a lot of fun. We got to you got to capture the opponent's flag, and you know use your pieces in a little strategy where like the higher number beats the lower number, but certain pieces do certain things. And it was it was a good game. Enjoyed playing it. Definitely gonna be uh, getting that to my classroom for future playings with other students. Well, maybe next year, Stratego Two will come out, and uh, we can talk <laughs> about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good night, man. All right, man. <laughs> <Good> night. <laughs>